Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. <laughs> Every time you do that, I, I just have the, the, the shell shock of the Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder machine. Woman. Wonder Woman. Ah, ah, thousands of dollars gone. Ah. <laughs> Flashbacks to the Michigan Paracon from last yeah. year, which unfortunately has did, been canceled. They did cancel it, yeah. So if you were someone that was planning on going to the Michigan Paracon, which is a very large... Has a, has a large attendee yeah, right pretty, now. Yeah, pretty well attended conference. Um, it's gone. It's they did finally announce. Postpone it, yeah, it's postponed like everything else. Uh, so was uh, there's another one uh, in Petoskey, um, Little Traverse Bay. Uh, I've been, yeah. I've spoken there a couple times. It's really cool. Yeah. And they had to cancel. And now we're I'm not, well, we shouldn't say cancel. They're postponing. Not cancel. I know postponing, but really it is canceled, it's canceled for, this for this year. Yeah, it's not happening. You know, it's just it's got to happen next year. Yeah, but so it's postponed. It's yeah, yeah. And let's hope everything's fine tomorrow or tomorrow. tomorrow. Let's hope every, well that that'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. Uh, next next year. year, but no, uh, we're referring to machine. That machine. was a Wonder Woman machine. Uh, yeah, in the casino. That was paying uh, really, really well. Kiwandis, the Kiwandis Casino and Ki- Resort Center. Kiwandis. I don't, I can't, I don't know. I can't, anyway. I, I can't remember names anymore. So, I'm terrible. Anyway, you would, when you yeah. got the bonus round, it was the best because yeah. Yeah. the screen was huge. And then Linda Carter would come on. You're actually she, hearing like the, 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 the throes of addiction like in audio and, form And she right would here. twirl around and the yeah. music would get loud. Wonder Woman, and then she appears, and then the music just boom, 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 and then it, you got to pick like what one you want. Yeah, five. I think it was ten or fifteen spins, and I always went with the middle one. Yeah, and it was just fun. Mine was the Monopoly game. You got whooked uh, on the I Monopoly. Got, I got my ass handed to me by that Monopoly game. Also, you should have walked away when it you was, were four hundred up. I don't know if we ever talked about that on the show, but um, yeah, that was the the kind of conference last year. And look. I we rarely go to a casino. It's no, just, we don't. We, That's we like rarely the, do it. I save so, all my. I save some casino money for like that one and I, time. And I, you know, I and I bring something for the both of us. It's that was around our. That was our anniversary last year, fourteen years. Yeah. Uh, and I said, okay, well, look, you know, it's our anniversary. We're spending it here. So here's a here's a chunk. Yeah. Spend it wisely. And I said, well, you know, hey, I'm me. I'm smart. And. That's where everything went to hell. Uh, well, it was probably the copious amount of beer we were drinking. I was drinking all weekend, goofing around. We were all just having a riot. I knew and- you were. I hadn't seen you for hours, and I knew you were somewhere <laughs> in the casino because you were using. We both had. You were using a player card because I had two of them. Player card. Player card. Players card. And so I would check it occasionally. I'm like, that guy's in here somewhere spending money <laughs> because I got more bonus points. I, where is he? And then I think it was like 2 a.m. and I noticed another round of bonus points. Came my way and i'm like what and that's when i went so i was look. chasing it man i yeah. was chasing well, that's when i went to go look oh, for you and God, found you sitting at the giant larger than life monopoly game yeah just, which just, is fun just, it's a two-seater just shoving hundreds sho- literally i was just <laughs> what the hell did they do it it was ridiculous you went nuts. it was fun no it, it, it's not something that we normally do no but the thing about that i've told people is like i could feel the endorphin rush. Oh, it's fun when it, when that thing would do the thing. Like, oh yeah, Monopoly, bonus rounds when, are the when best. The Monopoly thing, like the dog would jump out, like that little doggy yep, thing. Yep. That thing would jump out, and that would give me like ten free spins yeah. or whatever. And I would actually feel that endorphin yeah. rush, like What's run through my happen? body, like, oh my god, this is where I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit like fifty thousand well, dollars. It's gonna be so awesome. And your mind spins up, and that's that's what chasing it is, man. Well, that's and then they had is. a machine. They had a Ghostbusters machine. And it was 3D. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was the coolest thing. Like you sat yeah. there, and the stuff like Slimer came out at you, and then you could. That was you, cool looking. Yeah, yeah, and you could. Um, 
manipulate stuff on the screen by just sticking your hand out in the air. Yeah, it was, it was. I and, and that was paying off well. Yeah, like yeah. so. I, me and my friend Marnie, we hung out on that one forever. It just whatever. I mean, so I, I guess I guess we're the, not endorsing casinos. No, on this not show, in but. any way whatsoever, guys. I guess the moral of the story <laughs> is maybe people need a break from the casino this year because I got my ears <laughs> headed to me last no, year. No, so terrible. yeah, it's a bummer that we're not going to be up there this year, but it is what it is, and I'd rather have everyone healthy. And I'd rather have speakers healthy because there's a lot of speakers that get bombarded by people. Um, and it's going to be hard to just, I don't know. It yeah, wouldn't be a fun uh, year. It wouldn't be fun. No, it's it, its not. I don't think it's time. Uh, I mean, and the organizers obviously they thought the it. same thing too. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's not going to, yeah. it's another one of those victims of this year. So another victim. Yeah. What's we're going to be talking to. Is our uh, guest today. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, Troy Taylor. Troy. Yeah. No, Troy, the Haunted America Conference uh, was scheduled this weekend, 27th Another and conference on the chopping block. Is it the 27th and 28th? I keep forgetting the date. Uh, it's whatever this weekend is. Yeah, the, I don't the 27th and 28th. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. I lost track. Calendar? What calendar? Yeah. We just stay in the house all the what time. What day is it? The 27th and 28th of this month, we were supposed to be in beautiful yeah, Alton, this Illinois this weekend coming up. Uh, and unfortunately, the... the we they, they it was another victim of the COVID thing that's going on, and for for the right reasons, uh, which we discussed with Troy a little bit tonight. Uh, so it's kind of a bummer. Postponed. And eerily, I don't even know if one of us would have had to have stayed home because we have a, a cat that needs we some medical a, attention. We have a we have a. Nursing, so I don't even know yeah, if we have, if we, cat. we probably wouldn't have been able to all go. Yeah, it uh, it may have worked out, in, you know, and for the better for us as much as we love yeah. to go down there where we are right now we have a we have a post-op kitty we're trying so to take care while, of. while we do mention it on the show i want to i want to reinforce it here mm-hmm. that troy this weekend is going to be hosting some yes. online yes uh uh i want to call them performances performances um online uh Hi, videos guys. are you ready to rock yeah are you ready to rock it's tr- it's not live stream no, stuff. I think it's pre-recorded. No, you know, he's gonna be, be some speakers. Yeah. That, the speakers that were supposed to be yes. at the conference this yes. weekend for, at starting at ten a.m. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna have all the links and all that stuff up on our Facebook yeah. page, and we're also gonna have it on the website too. Uh, where and it's all gonna show. be for free. So, yeah. Yeah. and if you've never been to one of Troy's events, or, or you're someone that's totally new to the whole like paranormal conference, uh, maybe you can get like a little Paracon vibe. Like, just all you need to do is sit down, watch the video. Go get a cocktail, get a drink, um, and, and then keep going and keep going <laughs> till the end of the night. <laughs> and, that, and that means which you start at be, ten a.m. Which too. would probably be Troy's. Troy's, I bet he's probably last. So you yeah, should be yeah, good yeah. and drunk by the time well, you get to Troy's. I wouldn't say that. You, your your personality is enhanced a little bit. You don't get drunk. Oh, that's you what you call keep, it. You just, enhanced. You, you just kind of keep you that little fuzz on the brain all like, day long. Like we're right? all the Terminator. Enhanced, yeah, enhanced. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, well, like, whatever. And yes, we're not all drunks at paranormal conferences, but that is a main state, like staple of like. Well, it's fun. You, you kind of day drink. Well, it's and, a little bit of a va- it's a little bit of a vacation. It is, you and you get yourself. it's a it's a it's a eduvacation. <laughs> Does that make sense? Edu- <laughs> an eduvacation, <laughs> an educational vacation. Because you're oh, learning. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was clever. I don't know what that was. That I don't was know nice, if it was clever, was nicely though. Plucked. Yeah, I don't know if it was nicely plucked. It was nicely put. <laughs> oh, I think you said nicely plucked. Yeah, anyway, was... so we have Troy on tonight in honor of the Haunted America Conference. We're talking about some really cool stuff, though. Yeah, we'll be there because oh, Troy has like three books that just dropped this year, two of them of which he wrote in quarantine. And they're all fascinating topics. And not all of them, I mean, we got ghosts, we got cults, we got true crime. 
Um, Troy's we been got a busy everything. little boy over the last three months. And we didn't talk about it, but Troy does have a podcast, American Hauntings Podcast. Yes! He does. He well, fantastic, too. Well, we it. do a weekly show. I, I know him and Cody do seasons. So I think the last thing I noticed, they were on season four, and it was on, I think, Haunted New Orleans. It's like a drama. It's, yeah, it's, a, dra- and, it's a drama. It's a drama. Yeah, it's a drama. Yeah. Sean! Yeah. Margaret. They act things out. Yeah. It's a drama yeah. series by, with Troy and Cody. Cody. Yeah. The American Hauntings podcast. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> and I don't know if we have to give really Troy Taylor an introduction, but Troy Taylor uh, has ran the longest running ghost conference in the U.S. for, I think, this was supposed to be year 24. 24, yeah. I think. I think it's 24. Um, right? He's done ghost tours. He's been writing books. Uh, he's done it all. And uh, so Thank enjoy you. Thanks, Troy Thanks for Taylor. Troy, yeah. Thanks for coming on here, Troy. And yeah, yes. enjoy our conversation with Troy Taylor. Well, to start things off, I have to say this is going to be starting. I guess we're going to be starting this show on a solemn note. However, in retrospect of this, um, in regards to the Haunted America conference that was supposed to happen this coming weekend, uh, which would be the 25th, well, 26th and 27th, I think. Did I get the dates right? Um, Yes. I did think about what happened last year, and maybe I needed a year off anyways, because if I remember correctly, I nearly (laughs) died last year, like twice. (laughs) Uh, once yeah, while you I got was lost in the woods. Yeah, and then I yeah. came back with, and I came back, and I got Lyme disease as a result of being lost in the well, woods. Well, you didn't get Lyme; you got a tick bite. I got a tick bite, and I got the I got the bullseye. Well, yeah, on my but leg. you didn't end up with like. Well, th- yeah, we got it when it was early, and yeah. I got the drugs in me, and I was able to get rid oh, of it. Terrific. So yeah, great. Um, yeah, I literally got that about a week after <laughs> we got home from that thing, and I'm thinking, oh wait, there's no way I had a, I got bit by a tick. There was only like ten on my leg at it, one time. Um, What's that? I didn't hear you, Troy. What was that? I didn't hear you. Oh, no. I was just going to say, and then not only did you almost, you know, die, but then Rosemary actually did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which put a damper on everything. Yeah, it was. And that that was a real bummer. We have a picture of her up in the studio. Yeah, right behind me. Right behind Amber now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had planned this year to, you know, know, a tribute thing to Rosemary. So I guess we will say for next year because yeah um the you know COVID 19 has put a damper on lots and lots of things this year um all of our tours all of our ghost hunts and i think everyone else's too mm-hmm. uh, but we really thought things would be over by the time by the time the conference came along but it yeah. did not work out that way so uh our state is just getting ready to reopen to phase four this coming friday which still would not have been enough to allow the conference um that i i mean this thing just turned out to be i think more serious than any of us were led to believe. yeah it seems to be new yeah. so uh yeah it did yeah um yeah this thing just doesn't seem i mean i think here in michigan at least things are starting to kind of 
I mean, the gyms are opening up, which was a big one. And it's something that's I've been kind of keeping yeah. an eye on because I belong to a gym. Um, and that was the one that's been held off for the longest. But restaurants, what, they opened about a week and a half, two weeks ago, Amber, or like a week uh, ago or something? I don't know. Two weeks ago, yeah. I think. We um, started some outdoor seating here in Illinois a couple weeks ago. But we're going to start at limited capacity this Friday with restaurants and bars and that kind of thing. It's just, it's just been you know, it's been really slow to roll out here in Illinois, but overall, I, I mean, I have to look at it and I look at the map and I see that Illinois is bright green because all of our stuff is dropping. Right. So yeah. I guess I really can't complain too much. And, you know, it's, um, it is, it is unfortunately the first time we've had to postpone the conference in 25 years. Um, nothing like this has ever happened before, but you know, yeah. most people, the majority of people who come to the conference are the people who come pretty much every year. And that's the majority. And the majority of those people just said, hey, man, just transfer our tickets over to next year. Yeah. We'll be there. You know, we did have, you know, a lot of people who were maybe first timers and things who who didn't want to do that. And it's been a <laughs> it's been a man, it's been a really tough year. But mm. um we we decided that this Saturday that we would kind of put some things together. Uh we got the speakers who were lined up for this year, uh, and some of our workshop presenters, and they put together some videos. Uh, so we're going to be posting them all day on Saturday, uh, one after another. We're going to we're putting together the schedule this week, and then that way people can still get a little taste of the conference. I mean, it's you know obviously we're you know not going to be there, and it's it's the next best thing I suppose, uh, but we're kind of keeping with that together in spirit kind of thing. And yeah. um, you know it should be a fun day. It's going to be it's going to be some cool stuff regardless, and people can enjoy it from home and make plans for next year. What we'll do, I'd like to do when we put this show up, because this show will be coming up this week. Uh, it's Tuesday. We're recording this thing right now on the 23rd. I'd like, to, I will, I want to put a link to that if that's cool with you, Troy. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, get sure. The, you know, get a schedule or something or maybe add that later or whatever it is. We'll, we'll be doing our part to, to push it out there for you also because I know we're going to be cool. in attendance. Uh, and that is, I think that's fantastic because I know, the, I think you were like the first uh, entertainment I had when this whole thing started and I, and the dates are very vivid to me because it was March 12th was the day that this stuff started to kind of ramp up. And then March yeah. 13th is when everything just went to shit. It seemed like, right. Yeah. And yeah. you did uh, one of your speaking, one of your speaking things, one of the Facebook live things mm -hmm. that night. And Amber and I both watched that, uh, you know, with a few, over a few drinks, watching your thing. Which now, was you great. had a few drinks and then you started like saying weird stuff in his chat. I didn't so say I had anything to, weird. Anyway, I had, <laughs> and I had to reprimand you. I had to go outside on the porch and stare you down. And did be I like, say, okay, well, let's ask. And I was like, that was inappropriate. Did I say anything weird in your chat? I don't Troy? think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I still you did. I don't remember it, but <laughs> I still you know. gave him eyes. You're, you're begging to get muted. Oh my! But God. honestly, the I mean, the last like three months have been a blur. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, but yeah, we started doing those live stream things on Friday night, and um, they um, it was a lot. It's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, we can't go do anything. We, we had all kinds of events scheduled. Everything had to be postponed, and so you know, I I guess I just was. Well, I was bored for one thing, and <laughs> so I thought, you know, hey, well, why not get people to be, you know, maybe they're bored too. We can all be bored together, and those things just sort of took off, and and as it turned out, it's been really cool because 
I feel like that we've gotten in touch with a lot of people that we would not have otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's lots of people, you know, who are, are on the page and they, you know, they, they like and they share the stories and the stuff that they post and everything. But it seems like it, it, we became sort of more of a community, you know, during, during all this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I got to know a lot of people that I would not, I mean, that I was not familiar with, you know, I mean, I saw the names, but that was it. And now I, I get, I talk to those people on a pretty regular basis, a lot of them. Yeah. And so it's been really nice to, to be in touch with people. And, you know, I've tried to, to, to keep things in, entertaining as I can. And, you know, we've, we started doing a sale and stuff and we started getting, giving away free stuff and tote bags and things. And, and I, I, I've written two books just during the quarantine. I'm so <laughs> bored. I just am so bored. And so, um, you know, I don't have anywhere to go, but yeah. I mean, I live just down the street from my office. So I would just walk down to the office. I wouldn't see anybody all day when we'd mail stuff out. I'd put it out for the mailman and just, it would be sitting out on the stoop. He would pick everything up and take it with him. And I was sitting, giving him so much stuff that I started buying him beer. Like every couple of weeks, I'd buy him a six pack of beer and put it out there with the, with the packages, and he appreciated it. And yeah. I, apparently, our postmaster did too, because I got like a personal letter from our postmaster <laughs> thanking me for <laughs> mailing stuff. I mean, it just—I think, I think honestly, I think we were mailing more stuff than anyone in town. I mean, it was just—it it, was—it was fun. You know, mm-hmm. we had a good time with everything, in spite of you know everything. It really kept us, you know, paying attention. I mean, Lisa, you know, is a teacher, so she was stuck at home and, you know, supposed to be teaching the kids remotely, but they tuned out at about week three. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm not even sure how much she ended up doing for the rest of the year. I know she was working on it every day, but I don't know how well the students did, but it, it was just a lot of that going on, so... I, the one thing, it's been a weird year. <laughs> it's been a very weird year. This, when this thing started, um, me and my neighbor started having, as we were discussing before the show, uh, here, uh, me and my neighbor started having some regular meetings on the, on our front porch over beverages and just chatting and stuff like that. And the first thing that I noticed here where we live, I mean, there's lots of cars We're in we're in the Detroit area. So there's yep. lots of vehicles. Right. And, um, that's the first thing that I noticed was we would be there, you know, at five or six o'clock in the evening after work, we're sitting on our porch and there's just like no activity happening around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is like a yeah. Sunday, early Sunday morning. If you ever get to see that, you know, like a, like five, six, seven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, things are just not yeah, happening. Have... And that was bizarre to me. I, you know, in the middle of the week, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. And I hate. Oh, I know. I, I have to say, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was what I was about to say. Is I live in you know, an office, and and the loft is it's down. I live downtown. Yeah. So there would always be cars, and I you know I'm always bitching about where I'm going to park and stuff when I get home in the evening, and there was no one, no one. There were no cars. There was nothing moving, nothing. And I'm thinking, this is. This is how the end of the world is supposed to be. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's yeah. I, it's like, dude, you've been training for this your whole <laughs> life. Yeah, you know this 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 complete isolation, last man on earth thing, and um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was kind of cool for a while, and then after a while, it started to get like really strange. And then now that it's starting, things are starting to open back up. I, I was telling Lisa, I said, 
God, man, remember how great the quarantine was? Yeah. This was you know, not really, but you know what I mean. I don't know, man. <laughs> it just seemed like there's you, no traffic. There's no nobody yeah. out. It was awesome. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, in regards to that, I'm, I'm bummed. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, yeah, I'm bummed too, man. For me, someone that has to work with the public that at a library, we're not completely open to the public yet, but. I, I look back on the quarantine, like the stay-at-home order, and I'm like, oh, I felt so safe. <laughs> and now it's like I have to start yeah, navigating oh, yeah. this new world with people who don't care, yeah. uh, don't want to no, wear a mask. That's, like, and that's, that's my big pet peeve. Oh, yeah. man. I just like the ignorance and stuff. And it's like that's the part that is going to really start to annoy me uh, as, yeah, as the public come me. in. It's yeah. one of those things where, you know, dude, I don't want to wear a mask either. But no, you know what? I do because I'm a member of – you know, civilized society. And the fact that you're not wearing a mask irritates me because I'm wearing a mask for you. And I hate you. Yeah. So <laughs> you can hate me too, but put your damn mask on, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't care about these people, but I'm wearing a mask for them. The least they could do is put one on. I mean, seriously, how hard is it? But you know what? It's always been this way. Yeah, I uh, I didn't realize how bad it's always been, and I started to do some research on the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic, and found out that there were you know big mass protests against wearing masks. Of course, I mean, and millions of people died from the yeah. flu. It was a lot worse than this, and mil and they had these big protests. In fact, somebody got so angry about a mayor who had 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 declared that everyone in the city an executive order had to wear a mask while in public somebody put a bomb in his house i mean oh <laughs> over a mask yeah and that was in 1918 and i just keep thinking man people are as dumb then as they are now it, i just when do we learn i don't understand was it political so, then yeah oh yeah very political the whole thing was oh yeah my God. so same kind of thing i just i don't understand where Wearing a mask became political. I mean, you're just trying to keep more people from getting sick. How's that? A, how is that political? Right. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Maybe I'm just too naive. Well, so. the play devil's advocate for a half second, and I'm and I'm not defending this, but you know, I think I think what the mentality is of people that don't want to wear the mask is they feel like they're being controlled, and I, I'm sympathetic to that to a certain degree. Where I, I, you know, I understand people feel like their rights are being stripped away. I've listened to people speak about this. And I know. And I understand yeah. where they're coming from. Totally right. Yeah. Um, and now with with all the protesting going on, I do find it a bit uncanny. And you know, the problem is, is that like the data that that's out there, you're looking at data. Like if we're looking at data today, you're usually looking at data from two weeks ago. That you mm -hmm. can't. There's no. There's just no physical way for it to be current. You're looking at data right. from a week or two weeks ago. I'll be I'll be generous to say a week and a half or a week or something like that. But still, it's old data, really, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I I do find it curious now that uh, with all the protesting going on, and, and I mean, I support the protesting also. I think it's a good thing. But at the same time, I'm like, wait a minute, hang on. I, th I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm very unique in saying this at all. But when the whole protesting thing started, I'm like, okay, so is COVID over? Like, <laughs> oh, I know because well, that's, what's, that's, what's going that on is. here? That's not about that's not about illness, and that's not even about politics. That is the uh, very short attention span of the American people. Yeah. It's yeah, always yeah. been like this, and it's been like this for 200 years. Mm -hmm. People in this country have a super short attention span when it comes to fads, when it comes to politics, when it comes to stories, you name it. 
it's always been this way. I mean, I, I've learned that. I learned that when I was doing, you know, a lot of research on spiritualism for all of all things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How short our attention spans are, and um, that's what happened. We got, you know, we we got look a squirrel. In other words, there's protests going on, so that's what the news is going to talk about. You know, for two months there was nothing on the news, but the pandemic. Yeah, but nothing. yeah, but that was the stuff. entire half hour of the national news every single night. Mm-hmm. All we needed was a distraction and we've moved on. And that's, and that's not a good idea. And look what's no. happening because we moved on. Some states with the really short attention spans, mostly red states, but I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> uh, they all seem to be surging now. Yeah. And I don't, you know, because they lost, they lost focus, yeah. you know, and you know, it's it wasn't over, and I don't understand. But one thing I did notice is that ninety nine percent of the protesters all had masks on. Yeah, and, so I'll and, give them that. You know, and that and that's good. I mean, I've seen a lot of that too. Uh, but it just I'm still a bit confused with that because yeah. I mean, and yeah. you're right. It is a short attention span. I think it's a couple things. I was going to say my, and I mentioned that, and I think you mentioned it too. I've been literally. We go out for groceries. I mean, and things are starting to lighten up here. So I, you know, I've been going out a little bit, but it's not, it's not been too much. I, I haven't been out socially in three months. I mean, as yeah. far as like, let's go to a, well, there, nothing's happening. Let's go see a band player. Let's go to a movie or it just isn't happening. Right. right I've went right. out, I've went out for errands, go to the post office, get some groceries, whatever it might be. Um, and I, my thing is I'm still fine with that. I'm, I mean, it isn't bothering me. I think most people. Um, I understand that. I mean, I, I think most people are social creatures. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'm at a point where I just like to be in the house. I know. I, I know just what you like, mean. I just like to be home. Um, but some people, they need to get out. That's what they well, have to do. Well, and younger people. I mean, could, you, have, could you imagine being 21 and being stuck at home, like Absolutely. not doing anything? Absolutely. You could. You would be okay at age 21. No, sitting at home I, no, with your parents. No, I know, absolutely no. So and and so they're I, saying like this comeback of of the COVID. A lot of of the COVID. A lot of people the COVID, have the COVID. A lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of the cases now are with younger people because mm-hmm. they were the first to kind of rush out, go do stuff. Yeah, yeah. they couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I was saying when this when this next thing happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, our age is like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I have all the toys in the world to play with here. I have alcohol oh, here. I have yeah, everything I, I need. I'm good. I didn't even make it through my entire quarantine list of movies that I was going to watch. <laughs> I mean, I've still got stuff, tons of stuff in my queue that I haven't even gotten to yet. Yeah. And I mean, I have plenty of stuff to do, books to read, movies to watch. I was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, I didn't mind when restaurants in Illinois started to open for outdoor seating. I was perfect with that because this time of year, there's no place I'd rather eat than outside. Yeah. So I'm I'm good with that. So that didn't. I don't care if they ever open the insides and unless until it gets cold. But you know I'm good with all of that. So I you know I guess I I'm one of those people that it didn't. I mean it was boring. It got a little boring. But I was never well at work. At work it got boring. At home I had I got plenty to do. (laughs) Yeah. So that didn't bother me at all. I you know. I'd be Burgess Meredith in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. You know, that all I could do, all now I've got all this time to read. Everyone's yeah. gone. Just you don't know? break your glasses. Yeah, we are exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Troy, with with your other business besides writing, with giving tours and lectures and overnights, how is that gonna how has that been affected by the whole pandemic? Well, it's there there hasn't been any other business. Okay. I mean, all of the tours are closed. Well, we'll we're gonna reopen on Friday. Alton will reopen. Um Chicago will reopen soon after that. 
Uh, some of our ghost hunts, uh, we've had some small ones that we just like last month we had a couple. We had to postpone everything else. Now, all those dinner things that I do, though, um, every one of them was postponed. Okay. Now, I won't go start back until July, uh, mid-July on those. But um, that's kind of why I switched over to doing those, you know, the, the the live streams, just because, you know, it gave me the chance to uh, to do something at a distance, which is, again, perfect. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, right. I, 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 that doesn't bother me to do it at a, at a distance. But, you know, uh, but I do like the social part of everybody getting together to eat. And then I like to step away from everybody and do my thing. So really, all I was getting was the, you know, the talking part, which isn't always the best. But yeah. I enjoyed it. You know, it was all right. You know, but so we adapted. We, we, we learned to adapt pretty quick, I think, to what we were you know, we're doing because our very last event was March the 14th. We had a Ghost of the River Road tour, and that was before everything really started to lock down. And then by the following weekend, we were done. Yeah. And so I started those live streams that very next Friday uh, on the on March 20th was the first one. And I was it, was kept it March it 20th every weekend. Yeah. yeah, it was the 20th for us. Yeah, because our state locked down on the 21st, but we knew it was coming. So we did our first live stream on the 20th. Okay, so it must have been a week later. we've been doing pretty much consistently ever since. It must have been a week later. Because I remember, I, yeah, that, that yeah. was the first thing. Guys, I, I know here, like the 13th was the day where we locked down here, basically. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I mean, I shouldn't yeah. say that. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was just my work lockdown. <laughs> yeah, Yo, so. right, right, right. Yeah, we were a week behind. We had a, um, we had a dinner thing in Alton on the 13th, and everybody was a little was a little nervous and you know but it, everything was cool and when we left i said well i don't know when i'll see you guys again but <laughs> you know <laughs> who knows cuz so you know i get a lot of regulars with those dinners and the different topics yeah. but yeah so it um and and i haven't seen them except over you know facebook live or zoom since then but yeah. you know i mean i'd never even heard of zoom before I, this i had neither no you had neither nope. yeah i I know, um, you know, I talked to a lot of people, oh, yeah, we're, our company does meetings like that all the time. And I know that Lisa did a lot of that stuff with uh, teachers and stuff, but I'd never even heard of it. And now I actually know how to use it. And I never would have believed I could do it. Well, Facebook Live, too. We used to do that every once in a while. But, man, it's become like a regular thing now. Yeah, so. I experimented with that a couple times over this whole thing, and it still isn't my. Th I just watching myself on a selfie oh, mode. God, it's the worst. No. and I'm not. I look you know, like look Jabba at, the Hutt. Look at me. I have a beer, and I'm listening to a record. I'm, how exciting am I? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right, and people I feel vain. Like it is vain. I feel I vain. It. Like, hey, it's the me show, guys. Well, hi, if hi. you can make it interactive, it's not so bad. Yeah, you know. And, and when um, you're but doing, I, and it took me a while to learn to do that. I used to make everybody send me, like, if they, I did a Q and A, I'd make them send me the questions in advance because I couldn't. I could, was too. Right. I feel like I was too old to try to keep up with the <laughs> the questions on the thing. But finally, I started to get the hang of it, so I don't make them do that as much anymore. Right. So it makes yeah. it a little easier. And when you do what you do, like you're actually lecturing and talking and educating yeah, and entertaining. Yeah. So it's a totally different thing than just like, hey, Troy's on Facebook Live. He's drunk. Let's just go look at him. <laughs> you know, like just so, like those weird moments. And and that's something I I noticed like doesn't really happen so much anymore, except for Scott, who occasionally does it on my page. What? I think you're the only one that does Facebook Live and just stay, like I think you're the only one that does what <laughs> that's done that like that's recently. Done, that's done what on my page Facebook Live and just for no reason. 
Oh yeah, well I was just bored. <laughs> just I mean, to talk I, to yeah. two I get bored around the house oh. here too, and I just like okay. Well, okay, let's so try that. so Troy, obviously you weren't always bored doing nothing staring at a wall because you wrote three books during quarantine which is well, amazing no, i didn't now the first one i the first one that, that was ready out, to it go came out during quarantine okay. but i'd already written it so okay i will i will i will tell you i did not write three i only wrote two okay but, well but the, it, <laughs> the one that came out in may was that victims of the axe fiend that was the one that came out in may yeah okay yeah and then so then you got taking up serpents American yeah, that cults. one came out first. Okay, that actually came out in April, but like I said, that one was already finished. So okay, that was uh, and yeah. and this one I would have been this weekend purchasing all of these, like and waiting for Troy to write something ridiculous in my book. But that this <laughs> the the taking up serpents, American cults, Messiah and Mad Men, Messiahs and Mad Men, like that one has me really intrigued because that whole like that whole. I don't know, aspect of history can get really creepy and weird. Oh, dark. With, with yeah. the church stuff well, and the religious stuff and, and yeah, the culty guys. <laughs> that's, one I, that's one I've actually kind of been sitting on, or not sitting on, but it's been percolating yeah. for, I'd say, a good 10 years. Um, it was something I knew I was going to write because of my own bad personal experiences with weird religions and yeah. I would call cults in my past. And so I knew that I was going to write that book eventually. I think I was just kind of, like I said, percolating the vitriol that I wanted to <laughs> spew right. all, all over these things. And, you know, it, it was really, it's, it's, it's a fascinating, and I try, I, you know, I steered clear of, you know, organized, mo- well, I shouldn't say organized, most mainstream religions, let's yeah. put it that way, mainstream faiths. Although I do go way deep into the evangelicals and their mythology of prophecies and all the made up stuff about, you know, the second coming and all, all this stuff they've cooked up out of nowhere, <laughs> the antichrist and all this stuff. Um, but so I did get into that some, but mostly I did try to stick to the, you know, what I would consider to be cults and sex, you yeah. know, of stuff. And, you know, everything from, you know, in the, the first half of the book is sort of the, the mild stuff you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses and the, you know, Seventh-day Adventists and the, mm-hmm. you know, the Mormons and that kind of stuff, the the Pentecostals and the snake handlers. And that's all the pretty tame stuff. Um, I saved the really, the really whacked out stuff for the second half of the book. That's where you'll find, you know, Jim Jones and the right. Great Order, the Cult of Eleven and all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> so it was a, it was a really, it was one of those books that I wrote and I don't always have those, but it was one of those books that I wrote that I hated to finish because I really dug writing it. But the thing is massive already. And it's like sometimes you just have to say, okay, I got to stop. I got to pull the plug here. And uh, so I ended up pulling the plug, but, I, but, I'm not, but I'm not unhappy. with. I didn't leave anything out that I desperately wanted in there. So yeah, it's, I mean, there's, you won't find anything about like, you know, voodoo or satanism or anything like that and i think they're they're more relevant than all of the religions i wrote about (laughs) um but it's yeah it was it's a it was a fun book to write i mean i say that in that it's one of the most horrific books i've ever written because the things that people do in the name of religion are much worse than what people do under any other circumstances but um yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff out there and it's it's uh it's all american and i tried to keep it mostly homegrown stuff 
So huh. it's a lot of weirdos. So w- w- when when you grew up, did you grow up in something kind of weird? Because you're saying like your own experience with stuff, or did you end up no. like kind of joining a, a, like a random cult at some point in your life? No, I would. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I didn't. It, it wasn't even joining so much as it was just kind of wandering into it uh-huh. because of friends oh, okay. that were in it. Okay. And, you know, and I kind of went along and felt like I just kept rolling with the tide for quite a while until finally I, I was kind of like, the hell? I mean, couldn't no, listen. I was like 19. So okay. it's not like it You're was last young. year. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, what are you doing? These people are fucking crazy, you know? And no, seriously. I mean, that's this suddenly. Yeah. And it just, and I just never went back. I just, I know ne- I broke off all contact and I just never went back, but it stuck with me for 40 years, you know? Yeah. And, um, well, that's a, that's not accurate, but 30 years. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, I just got a lot older. Uh, but it's um, but it stuck with me all this time. Yeah. So my personal experiences went into some of the book, you know, okay. it, it because, I mean, I saw enough of this stuff firsthand. And I don't know. I think that, you know, also my parents were very religious when I was young, which is obviously why I'm not, because that's normally the way it turns out. Yep when you're forced into that kind of stuff. And, but because of that, I mean, I can answer every Bible question on Jeopardy. <laughs> you know, um, I know, I know more about religion than probably a lot of pastors yeah. do. And, uh, which I'd love to throw back in people's face, um, because people don't assume I know anything about religion. Yeah. And so it just, it's something that I wanted to write about. And at some point I'm sure that I'll probably end up writing more about it, but for now, I've gotten it out of my system, and that was what I needed to do. And um, it's a big book, and it was a fun book to write, and people really seem to like it. I haven't had any complaints, at least that I know of. So, Growing up, I had a couple of friends who were evangelicals also, and I got a first taste of that myself. Man, too, Troy. yeah, and that's... It, it, thankfully, I my bullshit detector was on high alert even when I was younger, uh, especially with how, with how I was raised. And when I started getting, I could feel them trying to pull me into it, you know? And they sure. were, what I, I mean, and I, I'm saying all this cause, Hey, do what you want. I'm, you know, Oh, sure. Fine, yeah. I don't right? care what people but, do, but as long but, as they're uh, not hurting people. Exactly. And people. they, and by, was I, by no means was I ever hurt by anybody in this thing mentally or physically, right. but I could tell the grooming process. So to oh, say, sure. like they invited me to like the arcade. Like and they, like I got there and they're like, here, here's a bunch of tokens. Go have fun. I'm like, whoa, this is so cool, you know. I mean, <laughs> right. neato. And then we went whirly ball, and then we went go kart, you know. And then it started, you know. I was how I'd old always, were you? I was I was in junior high. Oh, so, so you were a teenager, 13, okay. 14, 13, probably. And I still I still had my band T-shirts I used to wear back then, oh, right? Oh, that's Satan's and, music. Yeah, and yeah, that's oh, yeah. when when things. I think they let it slide a couple times, and then. Uh, like maybe third or fourth time I went to hang out. I, uh, hey, we're going to group again. You want to hang out? Yeah, man. And I had a t-shirt on. They're like, hey, you can't wear that shirt. You know, and I'm like, what's wrong? It just says Annihilator on it. It's just a band <laughs> What's a big deal? I mean, really, I mean, that seems pretty, I mean, I, cause I'm totally biased. I'm, that's, that's Now tame. that's tame. That's pretty tame. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's when, and that's when I started noticing things change. And that's when 
I started getting pulled aside saying, hey, you know, we really need to talk to you about your behavior. Like, we got to save you. You got a problem and you're messed up. And that's when I was like, kind of like, fuck you guys. I don't want to deal with you anymore. Because right, right. this is just, you're trying to, I've been preparing for this for my short life. Uh, Ozzy told me what to do and, I, and, I'm, and Iomi told me what to do. <laughs> and I'm ready for this, man. So when it came, I was like, no, not going to happen, dude. Not going to happen at all. We're Did they try to give you like another t-shirt to wear like? Like yeah, Peter, Paul, and Mary, or like. Well, we were going to we were going to ride go karts, so I won't lie. I let myself get censored. I'm like, I'm like, go karts were important when you're 13 right, years old. Right. So right. I let them. They gave me some pink, horrible beach T-shirt oh. that I'd never wear, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to ride go karts, and it's free, so you know, I, I I wanted to do it. So I think I let it. I let that slide. Like they, I made it, like they let it slide for me a couple times. I think so. I've been, you know, that's my firsthand experience and they didn't hurt me and they're, right. they're nice people. They were good people. It's just, we had different ideas and yeah, and, a lot uh, of the people mean well, you yeah, know, yeah, they totally. don't realize just well. And because they've been in it their whole lives, they don't understand how, you know, messed up they are. And, you know, cause I, I get, I got that question a lot when I was working on some of the, um, I, when I lived out in Utah for a while and I met a lot of polygamists out there, I mean, there's a lot out there that people don't realize just how common it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I and so I'll be writing about it and the things that go on and, and I've had people, a lot of people ask me, you know, what, how do these people not know how crazy this is? And, uh, because it's all they've ever known Yeah. yeah. and these women, where are they going to go? You know, yeah. they have been raised in this and they know that they're going to be one of, you know, 12 or 15 wives that some guys got. And that's all they know. And that's all they've ever known. Yeah. And so you, you, you know, and it's the same way with, you know, everything, you know, you can go back to Jehovah's Witnesses the same way, or you can go to, um, uh, you know, just evangelical churches, you know, or the, the tongue talkers and that's, but they just, that's all they know, mm. you know, that's, that's what they were raised in and they think that it's right. And I think one of the last straws for me, you know, when I was, you know, 19 year, 20 years old was somebody, you know, me asking questions and instead of trying to answer my questions, just told that I, uh, I, I think too much yeah, and that I no. should just be reading just oh. the Bible and nothing else. Mm. And I thought, okay, mm. well, this isn't working for me, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm out. So, so I'm done. I was going to ask you about these, you know, uh, cults themselves and not to, you know, leak too much from the book, but I mean, I'm wondering if there was, there, there's some, uh, I guess some, some strands that go through all these that are consistent through all these different ideas. In different groups and associations. Is there, is there, I mean, is the polygamy like one, for example? <laughs> well, that, like that is. is a big one. I, yeah. I noticed that a lot, um, you know, and it's, it's not the, it's not the standard, you know, Mormon Latter-day Saints. It's, it's the fundamentalist Mormons mm -hmm. that do, that are, they're involved in polygamy now. But I found that to be a pretty common thread through a lot of the, you know, random, weird, and often murderous cults. Uh, there's a lot about, you know, multiple wives. Uh, you get that a lot. Um, and mostly it's it's just it's more the misogyny more than anything and the the patriarchal design of all of these cults. They they all have a male leader who thinks that he can do anything he wants. And somehow I just I, I can't wrap my head around how some of these guys get followers. I mean, yeah. the, the people they target, you know, must be so broken. And just so, 
you know, mentally and physically destroyed by their past that they seem like a good alternative. Um, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time in this book on Charles Manson just because I've written about him so much. And it's, a, it's, I had, I, I wanted to use the space for things that had not been written about so many times. And, mm-hmm. but he's a perfect example of, you know, someone who knew how to manipulate people, especially young women, and would purposely seek out and choose these, you know, these these broken and damaged people and would embrace them into doing whatever he wanted them to do. And you find that over and over and over in all of these cults. They're all the same way. Um, the people who end up in these things are people who really needed help in some other way. This yeah. wasn't it, but this is what they got. And, you know, the, the stories are so, are so tragic. And even the people that seem so horrible and vile because they're doing what they're told to do, you keep thinking, man, if they had just ended up, you know, one, one, one different, a different door somewhere along the way, they just walked through the wrong door and they ended up with this guy. And man, you see that a lot over and over and over again. But yeah, I think the big thing for me has always been, and there's a, you know, going beyond the polygamy, it's, it's always this male, you know, dominant figure in these groups. And that's, that's 90% of them. They, it really is. It's, it's amazing to see how far people will let someone take them. And the line of BS that follows that too, I've done a little bit of reading on this and, uh, you know, for example, I mean, the way the way this is, per, you know, and I think there's a, you know, the way you put it out, what we were talking about before is that, you know, a lot of these people, that's all they know. Mm-hmm. This is all they know. But there are, I think, situations where people do come in. Oh, yeah. We've had, you know, successful people, people yes. that may not necessarily be broken, but they're somehow. Scientology. Well, yeah, but, but that's oh, a great yeah. example. But, and these people, yeah. they're entranced somehow and they're, and they're influenced in a certain way by, I'm going to say it, by brilliant people. Because I'm not that. Yeah. I know Charismatic I'm, people. Yeah, I, but right. I, oh, I know yeah. I'm not that smart. I can't convince anybody of anything. I'm not a salesperson in any way. I can't do it. Um, and the, But you have that other side where the, I find that just as fascinating is where you have people that have lived an, an enrichful, a wonderful life. And all of a sudden, in Scientology is, that's like probably the number one gleaming mm-hmm. example of that, uh, where they don't... I, what does it offer you? And I mean, I've never really, I'm, I, I don't have the thetans or whatever for it, so I don't know what, <laughs> but I don't know what value it's adding to the point where well, people give up their they, wealth. But they've example. become convinced there's a value there because let's be honest, you know, a big part of Scientology, for instance, a, a big part of that membership is people who want to be famous. I mean, yeah. it's it, it appeals to actors and people who you know are looking for something. And there's a reason that the, most of their you know their gathering in of people happens out in L.A. because people come to L.A. you know whether because they want to be known. Yeah, they want attention. Well, when this starts out, that's what they're given from Scientology is attention, and so they're they're willing to swallow. The, the craziest stuff. I mean, yeah. that is, I, I call it the most dangerous cult in America. It really is. It has destroyed more people and more lives than Jim Jones ever could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it really is a horrific thing. 
but it appeals to people and, and it does appeal to successful people and it appeals to people with a lot of money and they're groomed to feel important. And that's why they come to it. That's why you find those people mixed up in it, some yeah. of whom feel like they can't ever get out, you know. But um, mm. I don't know. They it all all of the all of these groups, all of these cults have something that they're offering, and they're all led by very charismatic people who will tell them, "My way is the best. You should not have any contact with your family. You should only this is your family now." Uh, and uh, most of these people, that's what yeah. they're looking for. You know, the majority yeah. of people who come to these cults, they want acceptance. They want someone they can feel close with because they may have lived a, you know, a nice existence and grew up in a family with a lot of money, but there's still something missing. You know, these the, the, the rich kids with the absentee parents end up in cults because they want someone to pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what they think they're getting from the leaders of these groups. And you know, not understanding that they're being used, but you know, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of scary, there's a lot of scary stuff. I think that uh, the main with, thing is groups. Yeah. You know. I think the main thing of this, a big part of this though, too, is people just want to belong to something. They want to be a part mm -hmm. of something that they feel is bigger than themselves or even the group yes. they're a part of like the idea. Like, yes. you know, I mean, yes. I mean, let's face it. The idea of, uh, you know, a, a God figure or you know, whatever, God coming and, and, you know, reuniting with his people again. That's a pretty massive idea. Even if it's something you don't believe in, it's a pretty grand idea, I think. And right, right. if you're a part of something that can help foster in that new age, at least that's what you're being told or you believe, right? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I wonder with everything going on right now, the pandemic, um, civil unrest, I wonder what new cult is forming like a new UFO cult. Well, the thing is, with with all of this stuff going on, the the it's it's not a cult that's starting. It's a cult that's already in place because the the evangelicals are are eating this stuff up. This is exactly what they want to happen. They're trying to bring about the end of the world, and people don't believe that until you start really digging into their philosophies and their beliefs. Um, I mean, there's a reason that the evangelicals are supporting. Um, you know, the, he who should not be named who lives in the White House yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they can't go around and say he's like some godly person. I mean, he's he's not. Yeah. I mean, he's been divorced multiple times, like seven bankruptcies, you know, and all these wives and mistresses and porn stars and all this stuff. Yeah. They don't care about that. What they care about is that he is, you know, someone they feel is going to move forward what they want. You, you may remember before all this kind of stuff started last year, when there were all these big news reports about Israel and about how they were going to, you know, try to move the capital to Jerusalem. Yes. yes. Because the evangelicals believe that that is a signal from the Bible that the end of the world is coming. That's going to lead up to the big Armageddon and all this stuff. And this is these are all things out of their philosophies, and this is what they want to happen. I don't know why, but this is what they want. I guess they think that they will be the only ones left ruling the world when it's over. But, you know, all this this crazy stuff they come up with, most of this stuff's not even in the Bible. You know, all the stuff about like the Antichrist being, you know, born in uh, across the sea and being this ambassador and all this stuff that comes from watching the omen. None, <laughs> none of that. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> and it don't surprise me at all. I mean, six, six on his head. And 
Yeah, no, none of that stuff is real. And, and you know, they talk about the second coming, which is only mentioned a couple of times in the Bible. And it's, you know, and, and, it, and it always says, you know, no man knows the, the date when this is going to happen. And yet 90% of these wackos on TV, from Pat Robertson to everybody else, has predicted at one time or another when the rapture is going to happen. Again, another one of those things they've dreamed up because this stuff is not, I mean, this is this is stuff that they have built their own stories and their own dogma because it's not stuff they've taken out of the Bible. They've just interpreted it how they want to, and it's become mainstream somehow. You can take this second coming stuff back to the 1840s, and there was a guy named William Miller who believed oh, that yeah. he read the Bible and he counted down all the books and verses and everything, and so he pinpointed the return of Christ to something like sometime in May of 1843 and October of 1844. Going to happen somewhere in that year, which gave him lots of time to, to, to get like a couple of hundred thousand yeah. followers to his belief. And then, of course, October 22nd of 1844 came along and no Jesus. <laughs> so that's an issue. And so they were all prepared and ready to go. But, you know, the thing is about the, you know, all these evangelicals do the same thing. Well, I must have been off, but yeah. I'll bet you I got the next date. And they just keep working it. Hal Lindsey, the late great planet Earth. That dude has been predicting the end of the world since like the early 70s. Yeah. You know, and he just keeps ramping it up. And they move the date, and they move the date, and they move the date. And people just keep following keep it. Follow, I yeah, don't they, understand they keep, it. Well, I mean, we're not even supposed to be here right now, actually, because the, <laughs> no. that was two days. That was yeah, today's Tuesday, Sunday, oh, yeah, June twenty first. Yeah, right. the, the the whole the, thing was a buzz for a while. Oh, the Mayan calendar was screwed up, and yeah, I, I read I read the big days. Yeah. I read the big drawn out <laughs> thing of it. It was like it was like a it was like paragraphs and paragraphs and the calculations. And I was just yeah. drooling like an idiot by the end of it. And it came to June 21st, 2020. We're all going to die. The mind counter uh -huh. actually ends on June 21st. And what did you do? What did I do? I know what I did. I, I relaxed and watched TV on Sunday. That's what I did. Yeah. Had a wonderful <laughs> day. I, I, yeah. I went outside and enjoyed the weather a little bit, did, uh -huh. did some bike riding, and I watched, I watched the Sopranos, and I just enjoyed the hell out of my day, and we're still here. Yeah. Bullshit. Well, you know, if you remember, and we, I knew each other then, but I believe in, in 1999, the whole world was going to shut down because of, you know, Y2K. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the next time, of course, was 2012, which was the yeah. last Mayan calendar, oh, yeah. calendar event yeah. in December. And none of these things have happened because they're just part of everyone's mythology, you know, and, and that's the way, and people don't, boy, Christians don't like it when you refer to their mythology, but what makes this any different than the Greek gods or the Egyptian gods? It's all the same thing. I mean, half the stories are the same damn story. Yeah. They just keep changing the names, mm. you know? Um so it's just this is a, this is this is a modern day mythology, and someday civilizations later, someone will come up with something completely new, you know. And it, but they'll still have the same stories. It'll still be about somebody who was born of a virgin in a manger somewhere. It just won't be Jesus anymore. Well, it will, it, it, you know, and it's not going to go back to being Mithra because that was the last time that a virgin <laughs> was born. And you know, it's just, you know, it's yeah. it's it's fascinating stuff. And I don't fault anybody for their faith because if, if you have something that you believe in and you're not hurting anybody else, more power to you. I'm glad you've got something that you can believe in. Uh, I, I really am. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I just, I just, but don't, 
don't condemn other people for not believing what you believe any more than you should condemn, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, seemed, we don't need another Spanish Inquisition, you it know. It seems like this idea, I mean, these ideas we're talking about, especially with cults and things like that, they they all do. It's one thing I learned in college, and I've, I've, re, I've said this before. Uh, I had a I had a like myth mythology like folk religion class in college and the first thing the professor did was he walked in the the first day he walked in there and said okay and he writes a gigantic on the whiteboard writes why me question mark <laughs> and he's like this right here is the belly of everything we're going to talk about for this entire semester and it was it put it seems like all these belief systems and I, and I'm not saying like you, Troy. I'm not saying any of this from any any bad place. Believe what you want. If it makes you feel good, I 100 percent back that up. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like all these ideas put whoever is maybe in charge or whoever concepted it puts them at the center of things. It puts us at the center of things, right? Uh, and that's what I've always noticed with a lot of the you know the, these more off the cuff religions or yeah. let's call them cults, right? What was that? What was that, Troy? You broke up again. Sure. Sure. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, uh, I was agreeing with you. Yeah, I mean, that's, it just seems like it puts whoever in the center of the whole thing. And, 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 and I mean, that can even go, I mean, I hate to say this, but even studying the paranormal, uh, we've talked to people like this on the show before. Uh, not, I mean, and it seems like I've seen the same idea. Like, well, this is what I believe, and this is what I've discovered studying the paranormal, a ghost, and this is the way I do it. There's no other way I do this. This right. I've, I've cracked the case. I am now at the center of this thing now. It's me, right? Uh, right, right. And, and I mean, again, that's, an, that's another belief. I'm totally cool with that. Uh, but that's what I keep seeing over and over again. Why me? It explains that question, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree with you. I mean, because you're, you're absolutely right. Everything comes to being about your personal thing. Yeah. Um, but if you're, say, your personal thing is, you know, uh, feed the poor, take care of the sick, be good to people then that's what you should be doing if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it just like, you know, if uh, my my religion is I can do whatever I want as long as I don't hurt anybody, well, then that should be my thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem with people having their own personal mottos and faiths and, and belief systems. It's just if that's what you're going to have, then do it. And I think that's a big problem that we see these days with a lot of people talking about, how awesome they are and how awesome their religion is, but they're not fulfilling what they, they're not practicing. Hey, they're not practicing what they preach. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I have issues when you're hurting people or you're not doing what you claim that you want to do. I guess that's when I have a problem with it. I think so. anybody, any logical person should have a problem with that. Yeah, Especially well, if you're hurting I know, people. but it's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of logic going on. These days, I don't think <laughs> not so. these days. So I'm excited about Troy's next book, In the Boneyard, which is coming out in a few days, History and Horrors of American Cemeteries. And I'm a huge cemetery enthusiast and nut. I, I know over the years since I started getting into the like ghost hunting and uh, the paranormal and stuff, that, that when you start investigating, that's the first place everyone runs to is a cemetery. They're like, well, that's where the ghosts are. It's dead people there, so there's a ghost, right? Yeah. And and then as yeah, you, I love that yeah. logic and, I had 20 years ago. I, well, I, yeah. And, and I don't fault anyone for thinking that because that's just where a lot no, of, it's, that's it's the cool. start of creepy stories. And, and, and yeah, as yeah. a kid, you know, you're, I don't know, that just all your your little kid books start out in the creepy cemetery and the ghouls and the goblins sure. and all, yeah, you know, all yeah. that stuff. But as you get older and research more, you're like, okay, yeah, I don't think they're as haunted as we think they are. 
but I feel like they're more haunted by us in, in a weird way. Like they're haunted by our own stories that we've applied to them. Mm-hmm. And yes. But I love the history and all of the folklore and stories around cemeteries, including Resurrection Mary, which is one of my favorite cemetery stories or haunted cemeteries. And I, did I see this correctly on Facebook, Troy, that this book is going to have in it the only known picture of Mary Bregovi published in it. Yes. And yes. how did you it's acquire this? It's the only one that this? we know of in existence. How did you acquire I'm, this? Well, that was a weird thing. Um, this has been, that Resurrection Mary has been one of those stories that is really, I, I, I blame it for everything that I do in my job. Um, because I first got interested in Vanishing Hitchhikers when I was about 11 and then found out about Resurrection Mary about two years later and have been obsessed with it ever since, that story. And so I've collected and collected and collected and talked to people and been to places and researched stuff and just over and over throughout the years. About three years ago, uh, a woman got in touch with me and she her her grandmother grew up in the back of the yards neighborhood in Chicago on South Damon Avenue, which is where Marie Bergovi lived. And they were friends. And she was a friend of Marie's. And she has a photograph of her grandmother with Marie Bergovi. Oh, wow. And she gave me the picture. And she said, uh, I asked my grandma if, you know, I or she gave me the picture. And she goes, I just thought you might like to have this. And I said, well, would you mind if I used it for anything? And she said, well, let me let me ask my grandma and make sure that it's okay with her. Two years, <laughs> two years went by. Uh, I didn't hear from her. So uh, I thought, well, I've got something cool in my collection that I'll never be able to show anyone. And then I so I wrote her um, I wrote her an email and I said, uh, Kathleen, I don't know if you remember me or not. And you gave me this picture and. I just wanted to know if you'd ever had a chance to talk to your grandmother about whether or not she'd mind if we use this or not. And I didn't hear anything from her for a while. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, she says, I'm I'm so terrible about emails and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. I am so sorry. I'm going to get a hold of her right now. Oh. And then six months later, oh, God. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> six months later, I get back. She goes, I am so sorry it took me this long. But she said that, you know, it's it's yours. You do whatever you want with it. And that she was fine with you using it. And uh, she just asked if if you use it, would you send us a copy of the book? Uh-huh. And I said, absolutely. And so she gave it to me. And written in fountain pen on the back is uh, Mary Nona, who was her grandmother, and uh, Marie Bergov. Wow. And stuff like that illustrations that I've seen that like when she died, there was an illustration of her in the paper. Um, it looks enough like her that it's, you know, there's no question that the, it's the same girl, but there's never been a photograph ever found of her. This is the only one that I know of that exists. So I, that's, that has been super exciting and I've been wanting it to put it in this book and I've been putting together and updating all of my cemetery research and stories and things and I kept saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this book, and I just, I put it off and put it off, and then this seemed to be the perfect time to do it. You know, I had a lot of time on my hands yeah. to write, and I had a lot of the material already together, so I just finished it up. And um, 
so yeah, it's done, and uh, I'm I'm very pleased with how it turned out, and I'm excited for it to get out. So, yeah, that's exciting. It's a fun book to do. I, I, that's so exciting. That's the kind of history and hauntings that I I just I love. When you find well, stuff like that. Well, I actually like referenced you in it, too. What? what? So, um, yeah, huh? the, the Jacob Crouch. Oh, um, a yeah. reference. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. You're a star, <laughs> I, Amber. I, I feel special. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with the ghost book there, I, I know, Troy, you've you've kind of gotten away from ghosts in a way and you've really focused more on true crime over the years and were you always interested in true crime from the start and then well i okay let me back that up were you always into ghosts and then just sort of stumbled into true crime because they go hand in hand or were you just interested in both and, and just kind of started going the true crime route now i've i've really been interested in both i mean i always have and uh, i had you know, uh, I always like to tell people that in my family that it was either cops or criminals. That's pretty much what everybody was. So I had, you know, both <laughs> both sides of the story and lots of ghost stories to go with it from relatives and things. But so I was always interested in that kind of stuff. But um, I, I still do both. I still yeah. do, you know, um, but I do I do love to do true crime, but I like to mix them together as much as I can, you know, or at least uh, the supernatural elements. Right. Of it. I mean, in the last year or so, I did a book on haunted hotels. So there was the ghosts. And then I did a book on, um, you know, uh, unexplained disappearances. So not necessarily ghosts at all. Taking up serpents is just weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> just a weird book. And the Axe Fiend story had a lot of supernatural elements to the crime. So I try not to do too much that's just straight true crime. Okay. I mean, I, every once in a while, I'll slip something in. Um, but normally, I, I like to, to combine the two. But yeah. this is definitely, this is, the, in, in the Boneyards, definitely a, a ghost book um, with some other things in it. And actually, a couple of stories in it are are meant to be debunking the nonsense about okay. a couple of the locations yeah. uh, on purpose because, you know, they, they've become known for being haunted or the, the ghost stories have become known and they never should have been. And so I, I did that a couple of times because I, I like to do that because sometimes the, the real stories are better than the, you know, the made up stuff right? that goes yeah. along with it. But so, yeah, anyway, but yes, I do try to combine and and go bounce back and forth because I still love both. It's not a it's not a question of I don't want to write about ghosts. Um, I just like to, at this point, with as many books as I've written, I, I like it to have an angle yeah. of some kind. So it can't just be a ghost. But I mean, I if I had to write, you know, ten nights in haunted houses, I'd be so I'd be so bored <laughs> because every story would be. The lights turn on and off. The doors open and closed. They heard footsteps <laughs> yep. on the stairs. That would be every story. So it's got to really have an angle to it. And I've got a – there's a sheet hanging on my wall. County, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Twelve books listed on it right now. And it's a mixture of stuff. And honestly, I would say – there's, I don't know, there's ghosts in every one of them, but they may not be strictly ghosts. It may be other stuff, too. Right. So, so yeah, 
I, I just I it's what I love doing. And I mean I'd be doing it even if no one even if no one read them. I'm glad they do, but I'd still probably be doing it. Um, I always think about what would happen if, you know, one day, and I really don't think about this much anymore because it's pretty hard to do, but they asked me 25 years ago, I used to think about what would happen if I faked my death and went away somewhere? What would I do? I have no idea. I have zero marketable skills. <laughs> I am completely unhirable. Um, this is all I know how to do. And as soon as I started doing that, someone would realize I was still alive. So I couldn't, you know, get away with it for yeah. very long. But yeah, and, and really, that's been one great thing about this quarantine, too, is that, you know, we didn't have any tours or events or anything. And people just bought the hell out of books. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that because people had a lot of time to read and we we sort of reestablished ourselves as having an online store again too. I mean, we've always had it, but you know, it seems like things would always just go in spurts. People would buy whatever came out that was new. Mm -hmm. Well, now they're buying everything and that's kind of nice. People I think this whole thing, I mean, circling back to where we started. Yeah. I think this whole thing has been good for us in a way, not for the obviously not for the people who are sick. But I mean, as a society as a whole, I think we learned to appreciate things that we had been taking for granted. Well, you know, the, yeah. the, the community of things, we found new ways to be in touch with each other that we didn't, that we kind of lost out on, you know, and I think people have spent more time with their families. Not always a good thing, but sometimes <laughs> it is. But I mean, I really have gotten to know a lot more people. I felt like I built more of a community again, l like in the, like it used to be, like in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. you know, when we, we, everybody, we all seem to kind of know each other and we all seem to be in touch and people didn't have hesitate to reach out if they had a question or something that just kind of went away over the last few years. Yeah. But I feel like we've gotten that back because people have found that, you know, Hey, you know, some of these people that are, you know, posting these stories, they're actually approachable and they don't mind if you get in touch with them. Mm. And that's changed. I mean, cause it wasn't like that not that long ago. And I think this has been a good thing. I really, uh, at least for society, I think it's been a good thing. And I think we all learned something from it. I just hope we don't forget it. Yeah, you know, I, in well, six months when a vaccine comes along, we don't have to worry about this stuff right. as much. You know, goes back um, to square one. we'll be looking, we'll be thinking, hey, maybe we need another pandemic. So <laughs> I don't know. I think I like, I'd like to think, and I'm hoping, I feel the same way. Uh, we're coming out the other end of this thing, and I think there is some light at the end of the tunnel. That don't mean that we're going to be partying like it's 1999 in no, September, no. but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I think. Um, and I like to think that people have had, and I've been saying that a lot on the show the last couple months, I hope people have had time to reflect and just spend yeah. some time and yeah, read, do things, you know, recenter yourself, you know, get back to where you need to be at it, do some thinking, some introspection and things like that. And Realize maybe, what's important. Yeah. Maybe heal you know? a little bit. Cause I mean, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. The way we live now as people, and this is just my opinion, uh, it's scarring. Just being as busy as you are, I know it's it, just being as busy as I've been for the last just five, six, ten years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden having having it literally come to a, just a screeching halt, it made me just kind of, I was shaky for a while. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I've done nothing but run and run and run and run. And I always end up at the same place, my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> and now I've been here a lot for the last three months, and I feel really good about that. 
I, you yeah. know, and I, I'm hoping people kind of have, have had time to kind of just you know, relax a little bit. So one of the other things that I noticed you're putting out is a, uh, a magazine that you're going to maybe do twice a year, The Morbid Curious. Yes. And you're looking yes. for writers. Yes. Okay. So everyone out there, if you're listening, if you like to write, and you're a good writer, don't, you know, you got to be good because uh, it's Troy. <laughs> and and what, suck. You, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but what type, what type I of I like ghosts and ghosts are really yeah. neat <laughs> and here's yeah. my star. I do know someone that yeah, wrote I, a paranormal book I don't book need a lot of personal experiences or anything. I'm actually looking for, for actual articles. But we, we are going to do um, this journal. And it's going to be it, – essentially, it'll be a, a – you know, it's not going to be like a flip magazine that you'd find on the newsstand. It's okay. a little bit – I want it to be a little more substantial than that. So really, it's kind of going to be a thin paperback, essentially, is what it'll be. Oh, cool. Maybe a larger format. But um, I'm looking for, you know, history and hauntings-related things. And, you know, I posted up – I've got a page on the website. Um, if you go to um, AmericanHauntings.net. Uh, there's a, an ad there for the morbid curious, and it gives you kind of what we're looking for. Okay. Uh, we don't we don't want fiction, but we do want stuff that has to do with ghosts, true crime, you know, morbid curiosities that, you know, anything anything at all that's historically speaking that is uh, ghostly or just weird or supernatural, occult related. Uh, I'm I'm open to anything. I'm keeping it very wide. It doesn't have to be just ghosts. Mm-hmm. So I am keeping it very wide. I just want it to be historically based. So in other words, I, I don't really want, you know, um, stories about, you know, I woke up and there was a ghost at the end of my bed, right. the end, yeah. that kind of stuff. Just And there's nothing wrong <laughs> with end. that if that's what you're interested in. But yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not interested in that. So I'm not going to put that in the book yeah. <laughs> or in the, in the journal. Yeah. Uh, but so our, our deadline is August 1st for okay. the first issue. So I've had some people who have been interested. I've had a few articles submitted so far. Uh, I'll lean on it a little heavier um, soon so that I, when I start to get a little antsy about what I need for the first one. But we plan to have one out. Um, we, we plan to, to put them out uh, around the fall and spring um, solstices. That's okay. our kind of our publishing cool. plan cool. so that we'll have two of them out each year. So there's a there's a quarantine project for anyone out there looking for something to do. If you don't want to write an yeah. entire book and you're interested in hauntings and history, you know, there you go. Go to go to yeah. go to Troy's site. Check out what he's look interested yeah. in. Get Articles five hundred words to five thousand words. Okay. I'm, I'm anywhere in there, and if it needs to be longer than that, I'll work around it. Cool. So really, I don't mind. So it's yeah. uh, we'll, we can make it about anything work. Well, Troy, we're very sorry about the conference this year. Um, everybody's getting hit, and it bummed us out yep. because it's one of our favorite things to do every year is come down there and spend time with you guys and be a part of the conference and and and, and talk with people at our table. Uh, we're looking forward to coming back next year, um, and we'll be there this this weekend, uh, and we'll, we're yeah, going to have all the yeah. information uh, on the site here and on the Facebook page and all that fun stuff. And, okay. We're uh, going to work on the schedule tomorrow, yeah, and yeah. Uh, we'll get, we're going to get stuff posted so that Great. every Everybody sees the schedule and that kind of thing, so they'll cool. be good to go. Troy, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, uh, good talking to you guys. Bum, bum that we can't see you again this year. We'll have to. We keep talking, but we're all so busy. I know. It's, <laughs> I know. It's crazy I know. Well, year. and we've all been locked down. <laughs> yeah, we've all been locked so down. So <laughs> no one really wants to travel no. beyond state lines if they can help it. At maybe, this point, maybe so. if we can, maybe we. It'd be nice to maybe see each other in person before the end of the year. We'll see how that works and just kind of see how 
our paths lead us this year. But thank yeah, you maybe again. we'll do yeah. Zoom next time. Yeah, Ooh, yes. yeah. Can, yeah. I, I maybe that look. would work better, and we could actually see each yeah. other. We've been at, we've been and we can record that. Yeah, we can record that. Totally. We can yeah. record yes. it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a good point. So yeah, so. well, maybe we'll do that next time. But Troy, thank you again. Can't thank you enough. Oh, absolutely, guys. Ghostly talk. <laughs> 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 <laughs>